स्मार्टकास्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रोटू बाई स्मार्टकास्ट आई एम प्रसिद्ध बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मिंट एंड दिस इज टेक पॉडकास्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट सम मिथ्स टूडेज एपिसोड विल बी होस्टेड बाई आर जे आयुष Ayush is a RJ with Fever FM and hosts his own tech show called Tech Panti. Over to you Ayush. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Mint Tech Sectra brought to you by G Healthcare. Have you or someone you know ever been affected by cancer? The chances are high as globally cancer is responsible for 9% of deaths each year. In India alone, the number of incident cases of cancer is expected to increase by 12% by 2025. While the burden of cancer continues to rise, innovative technologies are being developed to improve the diagnosis, treatment and management of the disease. But what challenges do we still face in providing comprehensive cancer care? And how can AI and precision care help bridge the gap? Join us today as we dive into the future of oncology with Dr. Ben Newton, General Manager of Oncology at G Healthcare. Dr Ben Newton has been at the forefront of the medtech industry for over 25 years from leading drug diagnostic and prognostic products to spearheading innovative businesses at G Healthcare he has been driving forward the transformation of cancer care as the global head of oncology at G Healthcare Ben is focused on enabling doctors to diagnose and treat cancer earlier providing integrated care solutions precision therapy guidance technology and ai powered clinical decision support software with a passion for delivering personalized care to patients ben is here today to share his insights on the industry landscape and how ge healthcare's oncology products and solutions will bridge the existing cancer care gap hey welcome ben it's a pleasure to have you here with cancer being responsible for 9% of deaths worldwide and the incidence rate in india projected to increase by 12% by 2025 it is clear that cancer care is an urgent issue although there have been advancements in cancer care what do you think are the biggest challenges facing cancer care today as someone with expertise in the medtech industry i'd love to hear your thoughts on this ayush thank you for the question it's a really important question but let me just put that into context Globally there are around 20 million new cases each year. So 20 million uh, new cases of cancer across the board. Unfortunately the mortality each year is about 10 million. So there are patients surviving uh, cancer and that collectively adds up to at any one time in the year around 50 million patients um with cancer 50 million people with cancer. Now in India how does that manifest you talk about a 12% increase in incidence well each year there are around a million and a half new cancer patients in in india uh, and those cancers range from head and neck to lung to breast to cervical and um, in particular to um oral in the case of of head and neck and, and gi uh, cancers i think some of the big challenges that we face here is awareness around 30 to 50% of all cancers and that includes the list that I just described to you they're preventable so 
awareness about the causes, environmental and lifestyle, are really important to understand how we can cut and reduce those those figures. Early detection of cancer, it's, it's so important, you know, for people. And when you did touch upon this point of awareness, um, what do you think as an industry expert, as a global leader, a small practice that people can include uh, where we can detect cancer easily and early? So it's it's a really important topic. And, and I think it's an important topic for everyone. Um Firstly, awareness about your lifestyle. You know, sometimes it's quite easy to not be aware. You know, we live our lives in a very busy, very uh, hectic way. And so we're not always aware of the things that we do or um, that maybe are compromising um, the likelihood of us developing cancer. So obviously smoking um, is a factor in lung cancer, but also um, taking tobacco, chewing tobacco and so on plays a part in, in, in oral cancers and head and neck cancers. Um, lack of exercise, not being active enough, um, having a diet um, rich in fat and, 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 and not having that exercise can also um, be important risk factors, as well as, of course, alcohol, the usual kinds of things that um, can compromise our immune system. And, you know, as we all get older, you know, we are getting healthier. We are having um, a better standard of living, and that leads to longer life. Our uh, immune systems, as we get older, um, become compromised. Our immune systems are, if you like, the first line of, of defense against cancer. Um, it's our immune systems that fight off cancer. That becomes compromised, so it becomes less able to tackle those factors. And of course, let's remember too that um, there are um, viral components, there are bacterial components as well. So there are other things, as well as our, our lifestyle and, uh, and, and our diet and so on, as well as our increasing age, which are all play a part. So I think the small things that you described that we can do is be aware of small changes in your own body. For example, in the case of breathing and, and lungs, if you have a non-productive cough, if you a cough and it's, it's not explained by an infection, uh, it's not explained by something that you know you can relate to in terms of a uh, you know, cold or a flu or something, um, and that cough is not productive, go and uh, see your physician. Equally, um, if you're a, a woman, if you begin to notice something um, unusual uh, in terms of your, your body, go and get that checked out. Non-specific pain in your abdomen that makes you feel uncomfortable, being tired, losing weight um, unex in an unexplained ways. Uh, sometimes there's stigma attached to going getting uh, checked, but please do go and get uh, checked by your physician. All of these things um, are, are important. If you're a gentleman, if you're getting in the, in the night, um, going to the bathroom too often um, and, and you're not getting enough sleep, those sorts of things may indicate something um, problematic as well. But go and get checked out. So it's noticing little changes in how your body is responding to your lifestyle or your specific situation, which is what we all need to be aware of. And of course, having been in India the last few days, the care system is wonderful. The physicians are empathic. They're wa waiting to uh, to work with people to help them identify these symptoms. So these are the simple things I think we can do to, to be aware. How can we address the most glaring gaps in cancer care? What is the role of AI in delivering precision care, especially 
in the case of a complex disease like cancer? It's a great question. And of course, imaging and AI especially are playing an increasingly important part in in cancer detection and and diagnosis. So firstly, with respect to um, imaging, I would say there are a number of cancers which can be detected through screening-based technology. So basically through imaging. Um, Breast cancer is is a great example. Uh, women can go for periodic um, screening exams using a technique called mammography. Mammography can pick up anything untoward, anything unusual in the breast that may be indicative of an early stage cancer. So um, those kinds of imaging procedures, really important to get checked out periodically, especially if you feel a small lump or anything of that nature, go and see your your physician to, to do that. Now, AI is increasingly being used to help physicians support a definitive diagnosis. When those imaging results come through, sometimes some of the lesions are not very easy to actually discriminate from other background um, tissues in the in the breast. So AI can help support, is that true cancer or is it not? Equally, in the case of lung cancer, uh, again, if you go and get checked out to get make sure you've got healthy lungs, a physician can use a technique called X-ray or a technique called CT, computer tomography, to look at the lungs and to look at what's called lesions or nodules. Now, these nodules oftentimes are, are, are not a problem. They're benign and we all have them. But some of these actually are problematic and may convert into uh, a cancer. So discriminating those nodules which may be um, malignant from those that are not is key. Now, physicians are well trained in being able to do so, but sometimes the borderline cases become really challenging. And that's where AI can help speed up the risk stratification of those nodules to say, actually, this looks a real problem really accelerate that patient into the care pathway for deeper checks, biopsy, for example, or blood tests and things like that. So I think in those imaging-based screening and diagnostic tests for breast and also for lung, and there are examples for prostate too, AI is increasingly playing a part in making decisions more straightforward, making them more efficient, and making the workflow around patient's progression actually a lot easier. Uh, great answer, doctor. Can you share some insights on GE Healthcare's oncology products and solutions? Yeah, I mean, just to give you a, a sense of the the scale of things, um, GE's technology in hospitals um, generates around four billion images each year. So that just gives you a, an example of the kinds of numbers of of uh, images that are being generated. We operate in 160 countries uh, globally, and um, Uh, We have technology that supports screening and diagnosis and monitoring of cancer across all of the top cancers. So if you think about um, head and neck, of course, lung, breast, prostate, upper GI and and lower GI, particularly stomach uh, cancer, colorectal cancer and so on, all of these cancers can be screened or diagnosed with magnetic resonance, so MR, CT, computer tomography, X-ray, mammography, as I said, for for breast, and and ultrasound, of course. Now, ultrasound is extremely interesting because people would be familiar with ultrasound as being a a technology that is used in obstetrics and gynecology. You know, you can uh, 
visualize the baby uh, growing in the in the womb but of course it's also used for seeing and confirming diagnosis or confirming in real time what's happening or biopsy guidance for example when you take a biopsy to confirm um the diagnosis ultrasound is used so we use all of these uh, technologies uh, along the care pathway for those top cancers i explained but what we're also doing is developing some of those AI that are used in those uh, systems, as I said, to reduce false positives. And what we mean by that is, you know, sometimes um, the cancer or the, the, the lesion, I should say, looks risky and the physician, to be on the safe side, refers the patient. And in a lot of cases, um, that lesion turns out to be no problem at all, completely benign, maybe a, something unrelated to cancer. And that uh, referral sometimes leads to unnecessary biopsy, unnecessary intervention. So AI can support the reduction of those false positives equally. Where a case looks uh, like there's no cancer, sometimes those cancers can be overlooked. So what physicians might use AI for is to give a much more confident view on whether that's true cancer or not. So reducing false negatives so a lesion that looks benign and is reported as benign is in fact cancer, AI can help there too. So we have a number of um, capabilities on our technologies that will support all of those use cases. But I would say also, when you think about the need in oncology, we're transforming the way we work with partners that deliver therapy too. So I do give you some examples. Um, in cancer, um, there are essentially three types of treatments. There's radiation treatment, where radiation is directed to the cancer to kill off the cancer essentially. And that has to be highly precise, targeted very much uh, to the lesion to avoid all of the healthy tissue. And then the second type, of course, is surgery, uh, surgical intervention to, to get out that uh, cancer, to remove that tumor. And again, you need precision around where that is and surgical intervention and image guided surgery is an area that we operate. And the third area is around medical oncology or um, chemotherapy or an, uh, hormone therapy or what is increasingly being called targeted and immunotherapy, where the actual mutations that are causing cancer are blocked or, um, or corrected or, or, uh, or circumvented, or the immune system is boosted with immunotherapies so that your own body can help fight off the, uh, the cancer, as I explained before. That is particularly important in many cancers. So boosting the immune system is a big area. So if you think about those three areas of therapy, we can support and we have active programs around linking the diagnosis and the therapy so that the optimal treatment is selected in the case of medical therapy or in the case of image guided or radiation therapy, that um, radiation therapy is absolutely targeted to where it's needed. And the workflow in between, which is really important to providers of care, is optimized and enabled so the interoperability of systems can be made much easier. So all of these spaces can be supported with software tools and AI tools to make that process much more efficient and outcomes much more effective as well. We read a lot of news articles and there's a lot of news about how at times there are errors done by doctors in finding out that if it's a cancer patient or not, and that could uh, lead to a loss of life. 
uh, do you think that technology in current days and the days to come is going to reduce the number of human error yes i think that's the case i think what we have to do though is take a little step back because um we know that part of the reason behind those errors is doctors are very busy they often work long hours oftentimes they have too much to do and it's very very easy in the case of cancer to miss one piece of information or in fact not um truly be able to link two pieces of information together to make the right decision equally of course there's the genetic situation in a patient you know some patients react adversely to treatments and it's really difficult to understand which patients are going to respond in a way that is typical or respond in a way that is distinct to their own genetic makeup so it's these examples actually that generally um cause problems so what's changing and how can we help well i think this workload problem can be supported by ai the kind of tools that are described that will allow and facilitate data access and information access to the physician so that perhaps bringing together data so it's all in one place rather than physicians and nurses spending hours and hours pulling together the records and finding the the biopsy data or finding the imaging data or finding the patient history data and putting all of that together in their own heads we can use ai to do that for us present that data accurately and faithfully so that physician can actually see that and not spend time and waste time doing that but actually then get to the patient uh, decision and hopefully the precision themselves equally on the other point about um you know patients responding adversely um again generally there is a need to better match therapies to those patients if a therapy is not well matched then the chances are they're going to be more side effects and less of a beneficial effect the actual effect that you're looking for so this matching of therapy to the patient can be facilitated by ai and this is an important um thing with respect to genetics genomics and next generation sequencing technology now enables us to find out the specific mutations that are causing our cancers and there are companies and um, that GE is partnering with that do that beautifully biopsies can be taken and then the exact genetic signature can be defined and that genetic signature can be linked with the precise drug that is needed to treat that patient effectively when that happens you link the imaging and the genomics with the therapy you can actually reduce the potential for side effects and maximize the effects for efficacy so all of these things are going to become part and parcel of think of way we manage in the future and hopefully the workload and the burnout and some of those um decisions that go wrong will be minimized how important is early detection in improving cancer patients outcomes and what can be done to encourage early screening and diagnosis in india especially given the estimated number of incident cases of cancer in india for the year 2022 so a fantastic question and and i think um we touched on it briefly earlier but if you consider that 30 to 50% of all cancers are preventable just think about that in terms of what that means for india with um close to 1.5 million new cancer cases each year in india preventing 30 to 50% it's a huge number of preventable cases that we're talking about 
So the awareness about the causes, as we discussed, um, and reducing those causes, taking them away, um, tobacco, lifestyle, diet, all of those things, healthy, healthy living can really play an important part. But equally, the awareness about changes in your own body, recognizing those those things that are unusual in yourself. We all know ourselves um, better than anyone. Um, but oftentimes, of course, as we said, our busy lives um, mean that we don't take notice necessarily. But just thinking through those things, being aware of changes that um, perhaps are unexpected or unusual are the best way to, to prevent. But there are, you know, in addition to that awareness, um, you know, the need for education um, amongst not only patients and people, but physicians as well in uh, advising and helping patients to come forward if they do see something and not be scared about stigma or not being scared about wasting time. I think oftentimes um, we can think that, oh, it's nothing to worry about or it'll go away, those kinds of things. I think um, where your concerns really um, are on the side of caution, go and see your physician, that's how we can prevent a, a lot of cancers. You know, an amazing statistic with respect to this whole space is if cancer is detected early, um, and what I mean by early is when uh, cancer is at stage one or two, so when a tumor is very small and has not started to spread, the chances of survival are over 70 to 90%. In many cases, more than 95%. So breast and prostate cancer, early detection, stage one and two, five-year survival is in the high percentages, 80, 90, 95%. If you wait only a few months and that cancer goes from stage one or two to stage three or four, so it starts to spread to lymph nodes or starts to spread uh, through the body, then for many cancers, the survivorship comes down to only a few months. So this critical point of detection, uh, being aware, detecting early, early signs, symptoms, changes, and so on, and coming forward for those tests, absolutely the way to reduce incidence and, of course, mortality in, in India. How do you envision the coming decade with AI customizing cancer care solutions as per patient's individual needs? So that's probably the biggest um, challenge and also the biggest opportunity I think we see because um, I think we're on the cusp of huge improvements. I mean, I've spent the week in, in India, had just the, the most amazing um, experience with the, the the teams and the customers and the partners that met. But there is so much happening with respect to all of the things we talked about, awareness and next generation sequencing and imaging and AI, all starting to bubble up in India. And, and as we see that happen, the ability to integrate those data to work with just some of the most uh, leading scientists uh, in the world in India um, to create ways to predict disease, to support um, decision-making around selection of therapy, to automate that, to help doctors so they don't get burnt out, so they can actually get decisions uh, supported with confidence because of that connection with historical data. All that's going to happen. So I think... Um, there's going to be huge growth in the access to imaging, the access to genomics. And with that access, we'll create more data. That data and our ability to investigate it and find relationships will create AI 
that can sustain, build further improvements in outcomes, health economically and uh, and clinically as well. So there's a lot um, to to look forward to. Key to all of this is the awareness and making sure we play our part, if you like, in in um, coming forward if we feel unwell. And, and, and getting checked out. And uh, I think all of those pieces will start to come together in a country like, uh, like, like India. And um, I think we should be optimistic about that. Thank you so much uh, to have shared your time, Dr. Ben Newton. It was a pleasure having you on Mint Techsectra. This was brought to you by G Healthcare. And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.